time for another episode of Extra <laughs> Reverb. It's me. You know me. World famous secret once again. Uh, coming at you with Coker0415, a.k.a. Coker Riesler, a.k.a. Sweet Tuesday, a.k.a. Sweet Not Monday. A.k.a. Hello. A.k.a. Sweet Not Wednesday, a.k.a. Sweet Not ter- Thursday, a.k.a. AKA sweet the person not previously Friday. known as Coker0415. Not so sweet Friday. Coker doesn't like Fridays. He's more of a Tuesday kind of guy. <laughs> he really is. On a That's Jacob, by the way. He's Hello. just Jacob. It's just me. There's only it one really of me. It really is him. I'm Can special. Can you me off the podcast? Can you believe that? I, I think we are actually capturing... I think we're actually capturing here the uh, very start of Jacob's actual puberty. <laughs> and we're I'm still going a wild it, obviously. Jake we're capturing a wild Jaconicus McDonaldus in the wild as he matures. You say McDonaldist? Yeah. I said McDonaldist. I don't have a okay. Oh, nice. Hello. I'm McDonaldist. McDonald Douglas. Hey, I'm McDonald Douglas Jacob Domino Cosmic. I was trying to make up a nice. fake scientific name for you. Do you know what my response to that is? Shut up. I opened my LaCroix. LaCroix. Oh, course. he just cracked open a LaCroix. Oh. All right, so now I have I'm a ready. question for you guys. I refuse to answer. I played the fifth. I have my rights. I played the fifth nice. now. We're good. We're all good. Well, I'm still going to ask. Did you guys watch the three videos that I put in chat? We sent three videos. They're <laughs> yeah, intent to say messages. The same thing. <laughs> Let's you guys at, are terrible. Let's look at the thumbnail. So I can we are terrible. <gasps> We're so terrible. Oh yeah, that uh, that heist Apple Avid thing is pretty interesting. So was okay. the Paul Davis. No, I watched. I, I watched the Linus one actually. That was good. Of course, you would watch that one. He's <laughs> one of your favorites. Did you, Coker? I didn't. I'm. I can't be real lost. And I was at my cousin's house. I didn't watch any of these for like three months. I was vibing with. I was like there for a, if dude. I was there for a week, but it felt like three months. It wasn't even bad. It was just like, it was long. You got a whole much done in a day, you know. Like, we haven't recorded this is in a not while, guys. Unusual for us. Yeah. Yeah, we I know. It's you know, been we're a little off our game. I mean, it's gonna be another week from when we record this that it's gonna come out. Yeah, it's all right. Uh, I mean, yeah, it's May twenty third right now, but you probably won't see this till like May 29th. It'll be like June, basically. We're all, like almost done with the year. What the heck? Well, halfway done with the year. Wow. Well, I'll just talk about the videos then. So, about a week ago, I got interested in the emergency alert system. I found there's a whole genre of YouTube dedicated to making fake EAS messages. They'll like generate the a blank ones? screen with with some text on it. Use the robotic text-to-speech voice, and, uh, you know, there's a whole genre of people that make fake scenarios of that, like for zombie outbreaks, nuclear war. That's the most popular one. There's also a, a very interesting one where the EAS fails to disperse the information in time, um, the proper information in time. Okay, so basically, um, this first video that I put up, though, was called Warning, Broad- Warning System Broadcast, or... EAS throughout the world, and it basically compares a bunch of different um, EAS systems, and it's been so long that I forget exactly how it goes, 
But you click on it and you get this uh, emergency alert in French. That was pretty scary sounding. Oh, one Austin, of them was from Canada. Austin, I'm sorry. Was, I'm sorry to hmm? interrupt you, but I just remembered I did actually watch that video. Oh yeah, do you remember I watched, any of them? I watched, I remember the Japanese one for some reason was like really like. Calm. It was very lighthearted, you know. Yeah, it was just like you might die, and the you know, and the dude was really die. calm about it. See, the thing was, on the Japanese one, it was like a news broadcast that got interrupted by the by the uh, earthquake thing, earthquake alert. You see how and, panicked um, he got? Is that the same one where like a minute later, it's like, oh, there might be a tsunami, and then the alert goes, and he freaks out. <gasps> there, there's definitely a tsunami. <laughs> he, so like, you did watch it. I'm happy you did actually watch it. Okay. Um, <laughs> I was about just, to get to that. But Austin yeah, just like, went from very disappointed a, to slightly less I'm, disappointed. No, Austin, I'm going to be real with you. I watched that, but I don't think I watched it because you sent it. I think it just happened to pop up in my YouTube feed. <laughs> I'm not kidding. <laughs> that's funny. Well, that's as good a reason as any, I guess. Um, but yeah, like the Japanese one came in on a news broadcast, so... They just stopped what they were doing, and they got the alert, too, obviously, on their screens. So they were like, okay, there's an earthquake warning. Might be a tsunami. And then, like, a minute later, their screens changes, and it's like, oh, now there's a tsunami. And his voice picks up in, in franticness. Um, anyways, so I have to say the American one is definitely the scariest. It's still the scariest. The Canada one was actually pretty scary, but the thing about the Canada one was it doesn't cut to black. You know, like on the U.S. one, it just cuts to black and then this very basic well, text appears. Yeah. Actually, the thing with the American one is sometimes it also depends on your um, your uh, TV provider. Yeah. Obviously, this is kind of a relic of the cable age, but still, go on. But most commonly, it's black. Yeah, no, I, I, I see what you're saying. I've had like both cable and satellite before and i can like so uh at least for the cable provider that we have whenever it goes off it's like it doesn't actually cut to black it actually just shows a little thing at the top oh like a bar yeah like a little bar yeah. at the top that's like hey hey possible you hurricane have? you know uh it's a local th company ftc it's okay. like a local FTC? i think it's like some sort of it's one of those like time it's it's one of those local brands that's basically just time warner or like spectrum you know oh yeah time yeah warner sucks. Uh, but um i'm gonna be real they, chief yeah but um uh then direct tv i remember it would just cut and play like pop music I'm not even kidding. Hmm. It would just cut to like, cut to like possible hurricane heading right towards you over your house might rip up, you know, kill your dogs. Maybe you don't know, but we're going to play Lady Gaga while this happens. That was once. <laughs> you're, you're, you're thinking of it all wrong. That was you're when, about to pull. You're about to pull the last they're, poker face. They're testing. No, it was direct TV that did that. And they were testing the direct, national broadcast thing. So it was it was for the entirety of the United no, States. No, dude, dude, dude trust me. I've been no, dude. I've been at my house when this has actually happened, and it it just plays like pop music. Either that or like some sort of cheesy like elevator music. I don't know what kind of alerts you're getting. Hey, there ain't nothing cheesy about music. What if it's about cheese? Do you know that? Exactly. It's instrumental, man. I don't think it would be if if they if there's an elevator music song called Gouda Cheese, then I will give you that one, okay? But I have never heard a song called Gouda Cheese. Why is it going to be Gouda Cheese specifically? That's just an example, you know, but, like, obviously Gouda Cheese is very good. So, I like yeah. Laughing Cow. Uh, the other scary one was 
the New Zealand one, the New Zealand one starts off with just a little speech, and then it goes, wow, 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 wow. Oh, there was um, one that was like super terrifying, and I forgot whose country it is. I want to see if I could. Oh, yeah, France is kind of scary too. I think what makes the American one so creepy is how simple it is. Um, like it's yeah. got those, it's got those ring modulated tones, <clears throat> and then the, the the squawk tone that's like nothing you've ever heard. Um, like I think they made it sound so abrasive. Because it would be so different from. It's so weird. It's like it's it's unnerving in like a way. It, it's, yes, like, it's, it's very unnerving. Like it's un, that's it's the, not that's it's thing. not scary. Yes, that's like right. You, that's right. Like they they made it loud. That's like the ingredients of a creepy EAS. Like they make it really loud, and then a few more creepy tones, and then there's like static. So you're like uh, automatically creeped out by how low quality it is. There's a very inhuman voice speaking to you through the static which makes it seem like communications have been disrupted which is scary enough and then the text is very basic i don't know it feels like Um, you're watching some like insane person's vhs tape that they made like it's so weird huh like yeah you're not wrong like like with like some like yeah sure like if if you if you're in some country where it just goes like you know like a really loud siren noise or whatever whenever there's a yeah sure that's gonna get your attention and that's gonna make you realize that there's something going up but like but like the american one is like the most memorable the american one is so like sticks in your head man it's not even scary like it's not even scary it's just unnerving it makes you feel like something is like even if it was just a test you it makes you feel like something's wrong even with that just that test all right, but like when you're a little kid watching Thomas and Friends, and suddenly it cuts out to this. Dude, uh, I w- that happened one time. I about threw a fit, man. I was like five years old, about chuck my cup of chocolate milk across the room. <laughs> nice. Offer some stupid tests. You know which one scared me the most? I think it was the. I, mean, I forget. I don't know what country it was, but it was called the J Alert. And just oh, that was. Was it near the end? It's at seven minutes, five seconds. Seven um, minutes, five seconds. Let's see. Yeah, that one. Oh, that's a that's another that was, Japanese one. Yeah, yeah. I was confused, but yeah, it was that one that yeah, scared that one, me the that most. That one was pretty scary. I feel bad for the Japanese. I really do. Yeah, the detuning of that horn sound is what makes that one scary. And it's so panic, uh, you know? Australia's was scary, too, because it was cheesy, but it was still, like, just terrifying. Um, I'm like kind of going through it right now, like kind of like clicking at random. Yeah, countries. I mean, <laughs> it's I think we all every are. Every time, like every time, like it starts playing. I'm like, I I get ugh. But it, it what the one from Australia is from 1990. I don't know if they still use that, and I'd be surprised if they did because it's so cheesy. Like even the text they're using is so bad. But then like the newscaster right. comes on. Yeah, he's like this Australian guy with a beard. He's like, yeah. There is a cyclone heading to your area. You might die. I didn't know Australia got cyclones. And then the UK one is just really calm, stiff upper lip. Of course it is. Obviously. The Singapore one is very interesting too. Anyways, we will definitely have a link to that in the description. You can go and check it out for yourself. Um, We have another video here though. And... Uh, it's from Linus Tech Tips on a, 
second channel. That was really interesting. Describing how the emergency alert system actually works. If you want to talk about it, yeah. And what we what we find, the, the sounds that it makes, which is why I brought it up to this podcast, the sound that it makes is actually, at least here in America, it's representative of, like, it's receiving data. Like, obviously... Every TV in America has the capability to receive some sort of message like this. Yeah. And so what they do is they is to get the message out as fast as possible, they will have someone encode the message in this audio, right? So when you're hearing those sounds, it's actually receiving... Uh, there's three of them. So I think he said one of them is what kind of disaster it is, Another is what area it affects, and the last one is how long until it is over, you know? That's sort of, I, I remember watching a video, because uh, it's sort of like the same way cassette tapes would have games and stuff and programs on them back in the 80s. Because uh, I remember watching a video where some guy was talking about that, and he was talking about how he those don't think, like the emergency alerts don't even really scare him anymore, because he always, as a kid, would put the games in a cassette player and hear him through the speaker. And so because of that, he just never really associated him with like... He just associated him Wait, with like, hang oh, on. it's data. Wait, hang on. Go go again. What what are you talking about? This Games guy, in the cassette player? Could, yeah, they used to put programs for computers on cassette tapes. They'd do the same thing like they do with the emergency alert systems. Back when like a full game was like maybe two or three bytes, they would put him on a cassette tape and put all the data in audio form. That's how, like, Commodore 64s and all those old computers would load up programs, either through a cartridge, floppy disk, or a cassette tape. That's why you always see those movies in the, like, at least I'm thinking with that part. I know for cassette tapes it's that way, but, like, I'm just theorizing here. Like, I'm pretty sure that's also the same reason why you see, like, all those old reel-to-reel tape players and old computers and, like, movies and stuff. It's, the, it's, like, the same idea. So, like, they wrote... The they would programming. Yeah, they would the encode. Tape. They would encode. Yeah, okay. The yeah, it's the same thing. It's the same thing as like when you um. I was confused because you said games. I thought you were putting like NES cartridges and the VHS no, player. No, no, I mean like old computer games. And then like yeah, you know they would also. It's the same way like uh, dial up is sort of isn't dial up. Yeah, I was about SN to say that actually. Yeah. Oh. When I was watching this Linus video, it reminded me a lot of dial up internet. And you know, like, every sound in the dial-up internet, which is also a very creepy sound. Yeah. Or it was back in the day. It was um, just funny. Yeah, and that was just nostalgic. I mean, I remember my grandma on her old computer pulling up her dial-up internet back in the day, and I remember thinking, man, it would be sure scary to hear this with the lights out. Just out of nowhere, the computer screen comes on, and it's like, you know. But, like, every sound, every sound that the dial-up internet made represented some form of like the connection and like establishing the connection the protocol etc yeah and that's kind of what the eas alert is as well that's how you can see the age difference between me and the rest of you guys because like i'm an 04 baby so i literally do not have any memories of dial up it was probably like 2004 when that memory like that memory was probably from 2004 that was right when everyone was starting to switch to dsl my grandma Ooh. still had dial-up. Do you know my grandma actually had a computer before my dad did? That's funny. Wrecked. Was she one of those grandmas that would show, like, your dad how to use technology? Nah, it wasn't that. I mean, they kind of learned it together. 
and then he got his own. My dad's fairly old, though. He's like, he's uh, over 60 years old, so. Oh, man. Crazy. Dang. He's still more proficient in technology than my mom, though. That's about all I'm going to say on that. It's the other way around for me. My dad is terrible. Like, he, dude, you guys want to know something? He was like, we have like this TV. So his TV, he's like, he was sitting there trying to go through the channels and it went to like the wrong channel. And he actually like straight up just told the thing to stop. Like it was going to do, he was like, he's like, stop. Well, I mean, he was I mean like to be fair, to, to be fair, you have like uh, Alexa, you can talk yeah, but to that's, the TV. It, it, it's not. He knows it's not either. He just like <laughs> he's just he's it, and he gets real mad too when it doesn't work out. Like he goes like, "Oh, the <laughs> <laughs> wow. It's so it's so funny. <sighs> what about you, Jacob? Do you have to show your old man how to use a TV? No. Either one of them. So the thing is. Both my dad and my mom, I don't know why I said it in that order, were very young when they had me. And my dad is basically me, but taller. So he was always in, like, technology and stuff like that. So I remember he got, like, the first Android phone when it when it came out and, you know, all kinds of stuff like that. He built a PC you mean the actual back droid? in, like, the early 2000s. Yeah. Droid. I remember that. It was either that or the um, the HTC Dream. I forget because that was so long ago. But yeah, my dad's always been technology kind of guy. So no, it was never like nothing like that, you know. Sweet. He even built away like one of the top of the line computers. Uh, recently, oh, yeah. like a year ago. Yeah, it's ridiculous. He went from not really knowing how to build a PC, other than the one he built in like the early 2000s to like making like a Linus tech tips type of computer. Dude, it's so funny when I see people who like build a PC and spend more money on like getting, I'm not saying you, I'm, I'm not talking about your dad, but I'm just, you got me yeah, thinking about no, it. No, it's no, funny. No, Cause no, I see a lot of people who like will build PCs and they spend more money on like RGB stuff for it than like actually getting good stuff. You just described <laughs> Linus tech tips. <laughs> If you guys don't watch Shots them, fired. Though, I really recommend watching um, Scrapyard Wars. They basically go around. There's different rules per like season. Uh, it's like, oh, you can only build a computer with this amount of money. Like, oh, you can build a computer, but you have to do this, this, and that. Like, you can only get used stuff, and it's so awesome, dude. I definitely recommend the watch. You know, it's a good show, Forged in Fire. Watch a bunch of old burly dudes get ham make swords. <laughs> You can't uh, and some guy goes out there with a Japanese sword and instantly just gets kicked off the show. I'm not even kidding. Any, they I don't know what it is. I think the even the hosts just hate a, any Asian sword they hate. Is it cuz it's like, too powerful? I don't know. Like any everyone just I think there's only been like one person who's gone on that show and made a sword that was from like Japan and hasn't gotten like immediately k kicked off, you know. Every other time it's like just immediately just gone. Can I make like a fencing sword? Like the really thin ones? The really thin? I don't know. And then they put it, th I mean, they put it through all a bunch of tests too, man. They like, they chop up a pig. I don't know. Or not a pig, but like meat. Hmm. It's more funny. It's more enjoyable for to see the type of people that go on it. Yeah. I suppose. Because you, you always get like a mixture of like the really skinny dude who was way too obsessed with the military in high school 
And then you get like the really like neck beard dude who only learned about swords from like watching anime. And That's then you me. just get that dad. You get the, you get someone's dad. You know, it's funny you say that because my high school had a JRTC program. So we had a bunch of high you school. You mean JROTC? Like, what did I say? You said JRTC. Yeah, JRTC. You gotta get that O right. Sorry. I had a friend that would just I say I think everybody's Rot. high school has one though. I thought right? my school didn't have one. No way every high school has one. Nope, my school does not have one. My school had an auto tech class too. Interesting. My school doesn't have a lot of stuff. You would be surprised. Yeah, don't Cooper have a band. School is poor. Don't have an AV club. How about our school got in the newspaper because we had our graduation ceremony, and we had like a quarter of who we were like could have, you know. Like, we were actually below the amount of people that you're allowed to have at an event like this, and they gave us a bunch of crap in the newspaper. Or not the newspaper. People replying to the newspaper gave us a bunch of crap. Because, um, well, it wasn't the newspaper. It was just, they posted it on Facebook, and people were, like, giving the school crap because nobody was wearing masks there. Oh. Yeah, it was. Anyways. Yeah. That is a uh, nice way to wrap up a topic about the emergency alert system. It is. <laughs> We're talking about um, swords and masks. Dads. And computers. Computers. Anyways, yeah, the emergency alert system, kind of interesting. The sounds are creepy, but they all mean something. Kind of like dial-up internet. So basically, um, it's just something something I found fascinating. You know, when it comes to technology, there's usually a reason for something. It might not be a very good reason, such as why there's no Channel 1, but it might be a very good reason, such as why there are specific sounds in dial-up internet and also in the EAS. Round of applause. I was really sad last night. I was really sad last night because I found out about MTV Classic, and I tried to, f and it said that my TV provider had it, and I even looked it up on my TV to see if it was there, and I pulled it up, and then it just rerouted to the next channel afterwards. And I can't get MTV Classic, which is sad because that's like the only channel to get music videos on now. Hey, and I don't feel like having to search up for a music video. On <laughs> yeah, YouTube. remember when? Remember when music television was actually about music? They actually, well, I mean, this is my thing is, and I'll defend MTV on this, and I hate it is, but for a long time, they actually still did do music videos after people said they stopped. They actually would just play them really late at night. They were like 1 to 5 a.m. Mm. They would play music videos. And um, but and now they have like a, a separate channel called MTV Classic that's literally, it's not even like Beavis and, or it is Beavis, their Beavis and Butthead is on there, but like every, <laughs> it's just entirely music. It's literally just what MTV used to be. And... So, I mean, I'll, I'll defend late. him on that part. So. When, I, when I was a kid, I remember um, I didn't really have access to YouTube if it even existed yet. What I would do is I would go on MTV and just hope the music I wanted to listen to would come on. Dude, you nice. see that? That's just... I'm, I never... I, when I, the radio. By the time I was even aware of anything, it was already like reality shows on MTV. Yeah, I mean, they kind of lost that market to YouTube, and now there's music videos on YouTube that get like hundreds of millions of views within, like, the first week. All these K-pop music videos that get a ton of views, they could have, like, started a channel on, or started a division on MTV where they uh, start showcasing Asian music videos back in, like, 2010. They would have a huge audience now. If they could, like, sign contracts, they would have been able yeah. to sign these 
people to where like their music videos would debut exclusively on MTV. It might not work. Or maybe like MTV would have a, a YouTube channel where they could debut the music videos on that channel, right? Well, I mean, that's essentially what but instead Vivo the record is now. labels have their own channels. Yeah. I think I don't know which I don't know I, whether that's like better or whatever. But. I feel like MTV just isn't doing a good enough job promoting MTV Classic because I've actually I've I've been on it before, like, and it's not it's actually pretty like it's not because this my thing is YouTube's great and all f- just for the access of having just about every music video without having to like do anything, but like I mean. It's not exactly the funnest. It's not exactly like you don't go in there and then you remember it for a while. Like with MTV, like you can request videos and stuff still on there. Like you can literally call up the MTV Classic and that channel and then be like, yo, can you guys play this music video? And then they'll be like, sure, we'll get to it when we can. And then when they get to it, they'll play your music video. So So, I mean, kind of like the radio then. It's so well. I mean, MTV was always like that. They had their programs. Yeah, exactly. A lot of, exactly. They always had programs where you know. But um, and I I, I wish people would notice it more because honestly, like think about you know, because um I remember MTV or I don't remember, but you know what I mean. Their MTV had a um thing where it would actually play music by smaller artists. Like you would, if you were a smaller artist, you could actually like through some means, get your music video on MTV and actually get some form of audience. And that's... Imagine mm. if they brought that back and put yeah. it on, like, MTV Classic. That would be insane. Because let's face it, it, it really hasn't... Music video-wise, it still really hasn't changed since the 80s. People still will have hits solely for the music video. Like what? Give us an example. Uh, I love it. Lil Pump, Kanye. I mean... Oh. Are we gonna sit there and act like half that video, more than half that video success wasn't because of the music video (laughs) and the memes around it, you know? And then you got like, yeah, 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 older example, Gangnam Style, you know? I mean, you ain't wrong. MTV, huh? I want my MTV. I want my MTV. Do you guys know the history behind MTV? Oh, nope. I know the first video they played was from my favorite album ever. Yes, I know the video killed the radio video star. Video killed the radio right. star. That album is amazing, by the way. That's right. Um, so MTV was spawned out of a TV show, basically being the predecessor of MTV called Pop Clips, and it ran for just a season. It was kind of like a, it's kind of like a pilot for MTV. That was spawned from a video that I was thinking of called Elephant Parts. That actually won a Grammy Award for music video, Elephant Parts. Both of these, uh, both that and a sequel called Television Parts, were produced and hosted by former monkey Michael Nesmith. Now, I guess you haven't watched them, Coker, but, I mean, Jacob, but Coker, have you ever watched The Monkees? I love The Monkees. I've always been a big fan dude, of, it's them. One of Dude, that first season is genuinely some of the funniest TV yeah. from that time period. So That and Andy Griffith show. Yeah. <laughs> Nice. Well, like, anyways, um, Jacob, have you ever seen any of the older Beatles videos? I don't believe I have. Like Hard no. Day's Night? Yeah, you're not cultured like us. Yeah, I own all those movies. Uh, but anyways, so the the thing with the monkeys is it was a basic sitcom, except it was also a promotion vehicle for the band and their music. 
So what they had to do was put in a music video portion or section in every single episode. So that was kind of like the uh, predecessor to the modern music video, and that was inspired by the Beatles as well. Except um, in the case of the Monkees, they would go out and uh, get random stock footage to be part of the videos and just like more other random footage of the guys and mix it in with footage of them playing. And every so often the videos would actually tell like a story. So basically it's like the ancestor of the modern music video. Yeah. and then So um, Michael Nes... Sorry, hang on. Yeah. I'll let you talk in a second. But Michael That's Nesmith yeah. took his experience from making these monkeys episodes and these monkeys music videos, created elephant parts and television parts, which spawned pop clips, which spawned MTV. So he basically created MTV indirectly. I think one thing that, um, you know, people forget, I think one thing that's really in some ways overlooked is how big the monkeys were with creating some of the like, with how big they were with creating some of the big artists, you know, that we appreciate now. Because the monkey, you forget a lot of people like wrote songs for the monkeys to sing that ended up becoming like big people yeah. later on. You know, best example is Neil Diamond, who wrote I'm a Believer. Yeah. And then you got my personal favorite, you know, Harry Nilsson, who wrote, uh, he wrote Cuddly Toy and he did oh, really? wrote a song called, yeah, he wrote a song called Daddy's Song that was in the movie that they did. Head. Yeah, Head. Bruh. <laughs> Hold on. Jacob, what is so funny? What are you, I'm why sorry, are you just sitting I, there I moving it tra- in Talk the, about in this. The chat right now. It was just so funny, dude. (laughs) (laughs) Doc Hudson in the 1954 Pinson Cup. Rip. Uh. On Extra Reverb, we have family-friendly fun. Family-friendly jokes. Anyone. Anyways, um... So yeah, all right, we've talked about MTV. We we uh, gave Coker his wish. We made it come true. So, I got a pedal today, or not today. I got a pedal a couple days ago, guys. Nice. Put, uh, put that picture in the chat. We'll put up a... Yeah, it's a... Put um, that picture up. Put that picture in the chat. We will put it up on screen. Put that chat in the picture. We'll put it up on the... Um, put the put uh, the chat Nintendo the pic, switch the chat the picture pic. Okay, so put that screen in the picture. We'll chat it up on the chat. So, in short, it's um. So, I'll give a bit of backstory. So, one of my favorite bands is uh the Smashing Pumpkins, and headlined by Jacob's cousin Billy. Jacob's Corgan. cousin. Billy Corgan, mm-hmm. you know. Uh, and I'd rather my cousin be Will Smith or. Uh, uh, well, I'm sorry, your cousin's Billy Corgan. Can it be Jake Johnson? Sorry, dude, instead? you can't pick your family. You can't I pick can. your family. I'm sorry. Uh, my cousin's Tom DeLonge. Your cousin's Billy Corgan. Yeah, and your cousin's cooler than my cousin. I would disagree, but we have our own opinions. Oh no. <laughs> Dude, Tom DeLonge and Billy Corgan are gonna hate us now. I I wanna I wanna get like a strongly worded letter from both of them. 
Like, hey, man, I this is slander. You know that, right? Dude, Billy Corkins, if Billy Corkin finds out, he's going to really give us a letter because he's like very well worded as a person. Tom would probably just like tweet at us, honestly. Billy Corkin probably would too. Billy Corkin's done that before. I remember some person called him, um, some person told him, called him Homer Simpson and he blocked him. Like he, like they, they, commented on something saying Homer Simpson smiling politely and he said Billy Corgan blocking happily. Oh I got some So I off, blocked him. Hold on. I got some kind of off topic but really good info for you guys. So I'm sure you both know Thaddeus. Thaddeus James is known as Token Black sometimes. Somehow in some way he got blocked on Instagram by Ray William Johnson and he has no idea why. I don't know, man. Ray William Johnson's a a character. <clears throat> this got really awkward for me, really fast. No, but um, back going back to what we were talking about. Uh, so I got so basically, like I said, Smashing Pumpkins is one of my favorite bands, and one of my my one of my favorite albums, and is uh probably one of their most popular albums is also is Siamese Dream, uh. Which, if you know, it has the big hit today on it. And one of the sounds, one of the ways that they achieved the sound that they have on that album is they had a Marshall JCS 800 with a big muff. That's an amp, by the way. Yeah, it's an, uh, with a electro harmonics big muff fuzz pedal going through it. Big Muffs are legendary in their own right. They're hundred, not hundreds, but there there are a good plenty of models that all each have their own unique sound compared to one another. And what's crazy is that somehow Billy Corgan and the Smashing Pumpkins managed to get one of the rarest and most sought after of these pedals, the op amp Big Muff. Uh, now it doesn't really look different from other Big Muff pedals. The difference is, is in a chip because so little quick explanation of how fuzz works. Fuzz normally is when you get a transistor and you overload it. Transistor from like a radio. Yeah. For example. Yeah. It killed the radio it's, star. Eh. Wow. That's one way to put it anyways. And so that's how you normally get a fuzz sound. Uh, when, you know, I can go over the whole history of fuzz, but that would take forever. So I'm not going to do that. But. It overloads a transistor, which creates that sound. But the difference is with this op-amp Big Muff that Billy Corgan and the Smashing Pumpkins use, it doesn't use a transistor. It uses something called an operational amp, or for short, op-amp. And that creates a much more distortion-like sound. That It's still fuzzy, don't get me wrong, but it, it's, it, it has elements in there that you would expect of like a rat distortion pedal or something like that. Like, it, it's very... It's a different sound. And so... Because of the popularity of Smashing Pumpkins, op amp big muffs and big muffs in general rocketed in price. And so I recently went to Sam Ash and I went in there because the, everything there was 25% off. And I picked up the replica big muff that they make, which if Austin puts the photo in, you guys will be seeing. That is, it's not the same one, by the way. It's not the actual model. This, it's not the same model that Billy Corgan and them use. That one costs hundreds of dollars. This one is 
a reissue that they put out about a year or two ago that was done actually done in relation with Smashing Pumpkins and Billy Corgan. Uh, that's why it's called the Big Muff Pie. Uh, Wait, what? That's why it's called the Big Muff Pie? Yeah, because it's orange the- pumpkin pumpkin pie. Ah, gotcha. Yeah. Nice. Well, that's confusing because, of course, it's spelled P-I. Yeah. yeah. It's it's a play on words, pun. But, um, and it's it's a very, it's honestly, it's quickly become my favorite pedal. It's such a good, it's like, it's not, I like Rat. I have a Rat Distortion pedal. I love that pedal so much. But the Big Muff just does something more, and I don't know what it is, but it's just, it's, it's, it's it's a great it's one of the best fuzz pedals I've used because it it doesn't because the problem with a lot of fuzz pedals that I or I don't the problem with fuzz pedals for me is a lot of times I'll strum because I like to do like sort of punk style stuff where you know you just you're strumming with bar chords and stuff and a lot of times the bass notes can just absolutely make it sound awful just no no sense of any chords being there from it but the op amp big muff it works so well with that type of stuff. And I love it for that. You get that fuzz tone, but not with any sort of loss of tonality, you know? You can still hear every note ring out. And it's 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 just fun to use. I mean I don't I don't want to be just sitting there sucking up to it, you know, because it's it has problems with it, I will admit. Like for example, when I turn on it has a thing called tone bypass where you can turn off the tone knob. And I always have it turned off because I just, I do not like the sound of it turned on. You know, it just, it sounds weird. It sounds like you took a wah pedal. But I mean, it's fine for me. I love it, you know. And. Well, guess what, Coker? What? We love you. Thank you. Wholesome, wholesome extra reverb moment. So what's the deal with politics? um, Am I right? Yeah, what's politics? Austin, do you use any pedals? I have four pedals. I have a Boss DS1 Distortion. That's a classic. I should get one. I have a Boss CS3 Compression Sustain pedal, which is very nice. That's really nice when you don't really have a powerful amp. I have a Crybaby Wah pedal, classic. Oh, yeah. And I have... A, a tele or TC Electronics looper pedal, which only works half the time. At one point, I had an Ernie Ball volume slash expression pedal, but sadly, it broke. I don't have any pedals yet, obviously. If but... I had to choose between a wah or a volume pedal, I'd probably get a volume pedal. I just love like, I love like the sound of when you like strum a chord and then you slowly like bring it up. You know, like sort of like you do like a sort of curve thing where you you start off slow and then you bring it up real quick. Like, do that sort of, like, wow type thing. Yeah, of course, of course. Like, not like a wah, just do but like, swells. Yeah, like, do swells. That's what I mean. I would love to get a volume pedal for that, but... I, all the all the pedals I've ever gotten are just all distortion pedals. I got the Tysco Fuzz. That's an octave fuzz. And then I got the Rat Distortion, and I got the Big Muff. I don't know what kind of pedal I want to get first, but it'd probably, it'd probably be some kind of delay pedal. Get some angels and airwaves type of sounds. Or uh, distortion. You already know what I'm going to say. You already know. I'd just be like, yo, bro, get a big muff. Get a big muff, bro. Get a big muff. Get a big muff. No, get the uh, get the liquid pedal. <laughs> yeah, get the liquid pedal. Why have none of us gotten that pedal yet? 
I don't know. know. It's been that was like one of the I first really talks we ever brought up, and we've that's like the elusive thing that was just it's just always gonna be out of our reach. I want to just like reference it every episode and how badly you want it. And it's like it's not that expensive of a pedal either. It was like what a hundred bucks, hundred and fifty bucks. Like that's not bad. Yeah. Um. Oh, by the way, I should bring this up. I got the Big Muff for like eighty six bucks. What's the Big Muff do again? Like, Is that the one that goes like? Wah! Yeah, it's the one that goes. It's a fuzz pedal, man. Uh, yeah, it. I got it for eighty six bucks, and normally it goes for like hundred and twenty bucks. Actually, it's That's going like for MSRP eighty bucks on Sweetwater. Yeah, because everything's getting reduced on Sweetwater. Sweetwater's cool, and they have candy. Sam, I think give me candy. Oh, if you guys don't know that, and you want to buy some music gear, you could buy it from Sweetwater, and you get like a bag of candy every time. It's awesome. Yeah, like. Trogley's guitar show, he bought like a double neck Gibson that was like 13 grand and he got like four bags of candy and honestly the candy is more worth it than the than the guitar is. In my is opinion. it like four bags of like the Ooh. the normal bags they give out or it's like they just four, like put like whole bags in there like hey you just I know they just this. they just straight this up like it's nothing. a full bag of just like miniature sized Snickers. Because that's what I would have done. I mean you just bought a thirteen thousand dollar guitar like a you know a eight dollar bag of snickers just sell, just sell it back just sell it back and just Dude. get the candy imagine you go in sweetwater you look up candy and it's like a whole section of just like candy you can pick out bruh but no um to finish off about that big muff just to wrap this up uh big muff is a fantastic pedal if you guys have the opportunity to get any big muff out there if you're in the i would say do your research because mm -hmm. if, you know, because for me personally, the op amp was the one I wanted, but there's other ones that all each have a different sound. Like, you know, there's the triangle one, there's the, the there's the, uh, the Russian one, the, um, the New York City one from like 2001. There's, there's a bunch of different, there's the nano big muff. There's a bunch of different big muffs out there. Bass big muff, ba big muff. I mean, there's uh, yeah. anything that you bass can big muff is a classic. Yeah, you can, there's a bunch of them out there. Look, if you're going to get a Big Muff, if I have somehow convinced you to get a Big Muff, which I hope I have, because you, trust me, it's amazing, you you need to look and see which one you want to get, because there's a bunch of them out there, and they each have a different sound. So, in conclusion, I love this pedal, and I want to marry it. Well. Y'all are going to see me on the Learning Channel someday with, like, those... My strange addiction shows or whatever, and I'm just gonna be married to the big muff. You just have no, you just <laughs> you just have like a ridiculous amount of pedals. Yeah, by any pedal, every pedal. Like these are my children. Nice, our kids. Well then. <laughs> Anyways, uh, we got a couple more topics. First off, Apple and Avid conspire to heist nine decibels of gain. Did you what? watch this video? What? No. What? What? How could they do that? Jacob, I know you said you watched it. I'm sorry, which video again? The nine decibels of gain one. Uh, we, are, yep. we are like disappointing Austin every second of this episode. Hey, we watched two of the videos, so we're doing pretty good. <laughs> yeah. Austin's like a father who just watched his kid do the Harlem Shake. <laughs> In 2020. Wow. In 2020, no, dude, that's I'm, what makes okay. it bad. Dude, I'm sorry. There's, so like my my aunt, she sent us this video, or my aunt, if you want to be, be that way. She sent us I this video aunt. of my cousins and I 
all and my brother too of us all doing the Harlem Shake back in like 2011 or 2012. And you can see my dad in the side, and my dad just looks so disappointed in us. Nice. <laughs> but keep going, keep going. I'm sorry. It's just I had to bring that up. <sighs> okay, so Apple and Avid conspire to heist nine decibels of gain. Okay, they're not actually conspiring. Um, this will be in the description. But it's really weird. Like, basically, once you bounce from Avid... If you don't check the right setting of like interleaved, I think is what it is, then when it's summed in Final Cut, uh, it will be gained down like, I think, I think that's where the six decibels come from because it follows a different pan law than Avid, than Pro Tools does. Obviously, you can set Pro Tools to follow a bunch of different pan laws. You guys know about pan laws? Always. No. Nope. Um, basically, whenever you pan something to the left or to the right, it will actually technically be quieter than if it's in the center because when it's in the center, it counts as like two tracks playing the exact same thing, right? Oh, I, did, so I didn't know they, that. I knew about that, but I didn't know it was called pan laws. Yeah, so the pan law basically says when it goes into mono, it will be knocked down a certain decibel level. There's a negative three pan law there's a negative six pan law which is the most common so apparently he had this dude in the video had avid had pro tools set at the negative three pan law so like when he bounced it was automatically like knocked down three decibels and then he had final cut following the negative six pan law so that knocked it down further it couldn't read it as a like, it read it as a stereo file, even though it was mono narration, I think. You know, I really wish that you guys had watched this because I'm trying to do this out of memory. Uh, but this dude rendered like a test tone. I think it would have... Uh, yeah, I'm watching it right now. He rendered a test tone because it would be a constant volume level. And uh, basically, when it was summed to mono in Pro Tools, it was knocked down by three decibels. But yeah, that's it. Um, so Apple and what was the other company again? Avid, Avid Pro Tools. Yeah, you're saying that Avid and Apple basically like versus what other companies do, they decided to like make the stuff more quieter than the rest? No, like it's the pan law. So whenever you have a mono track, it's yeah. always going to be louder than when you pan it out. Yeah, you because just said, it counts yeah, as two, that. it counts as, as a stereo track where the left and right are the same thing. Yeah. So there's different pan laws that can be followed. What this dude was doing was explaining like why it might get rid of gain when you bounce out because it's following different pan laws anyways. Oh, okay, yeah. Yeah. That makes sense, yeah. Dude, you got me on another thing bringing up Apple. How about Logic rolled out a new update? That's like... Yeah, let's talk about that. Logic just soft yeah. released a huge update. It's so good. It's so good now. Holy, I, it, it, Have you checked okay. it out, Jacob? Not yet, but oh I heard about gosh. it. So if you guys remember, I think I did this in, a, in an episode. I'm pretty sure I talked about how one of my biggest problems with Apple or with Logic was that it it was compared to like FL Studio. It was way harder to make like a, you know, do a sequencing thing with a beat than with like FL Studio and other programs. Well, 
Apple just basically answered what I was doing, and they added a sequencer, like a really they, they, easy uh, to answered use sequencer. Your wishes. Yeah, they are really easy to use sequencer for Logic. Like they took out the Lindrum kit that I really enjoyed. I can't find it now, but um, I mean, I'm I'm fine if as long as I have an easy way to make beats and stuff. Now I don't have to, you know, program MIDI stuff in very you know like i'm doing a piano roll or something you know i can now just do like fl studio just tap wherever i want the beat to go and it boom it plays for me it's awesome now and then they added um they made the sampler so if anyone remembers ex i can't remember what the sampler used to be called but it was like exs or something uh they had a sampler for logic uh and the sampler was notorious for how complicated it was it was just very, you know, like it wasn't very easy to grasp, you know, when if it took, you know, you had to look at it for a good bit to be able to grasp what everything meant. And they just recently revamped the samplers. So now you have two samplers. You have a quick sampler and then you have a multi sampler. Now, the multi sampler is basically just a redesigned version of the old sampler. So like if, for example, if you have any samples loaded up, that were loaded with the old sampler, they can still be used and loaded the same way with the new sampler, but it's now way easier, you know, to edit and, you know, fix up samples. And then the quick sampler is even better because you can literally just hit record and immediately sample something and you can ease, you can just change, you can make it loop. You can change the play time. You know, it's so, I don't know other, I'm not, I'm not saying I know other DAWs have this, I'm not saying Logic's, you know, changed the game with this. But it's Logic's just, finally doing it. So yeah, it's, awesome. it's finally doing it, which is fun, which is great because now Logic is much, you know, it's much closer to those other DAWs with these issues that people have had for a while now. So now, you know, I could easily just sit there and record, you know, like someone talking and I can, you know, make it into a sample just like that and save it and everything too. It's so much. I've been doing it so much recently like i was able to sample a laser gun a toy laser gun that my cousins had voice crack though um I, I was able to sample a toy laser gun that my cousins had and get it to a point where it sounded like a synthesizer like an old eight yeah. like just from using that quick sampler it was so crazy like europa like and I know, and obviously, I know people are gonna like I said, people are gonna be like, oh well, 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 um, this DAW had it before Logic did. And I'm like, yeah, I know. I'm not trying to say that Logic's like I said. I'm not trying to say Logic's changed anything. I'm just trying to be like, yo, it's finally great that Logic's adding this stuff that people have been wanting for a while now. Yeah, I it mean, it was so sudden too. It was like a, it wasn't like a specific day or anything. I think it was just some Tuesday we woke up and it was like, hey, guess what? Logic's got an update. Yeah, no announcement or anything. Just drop. So it. like. It's not going to it's not going to make anyone change from Ableton or FL Studio to Logic. Yeah. But what it will do is open up the door for anybody that starts making beats. Yeah. Like now they have now they have more of a chance or more of a reason to choose Logic. Ha ha, reason. But yeah, they have more of a reason to choose Logic because it has more features. Like I was going to get Logic, but it didn't have a, a nice sequencer like FL Studio. Oh wait, now it does. All right, sweet. Let's get Logic. I want to try using Plus Logic cheaper. again because it's always been kind of complicated for me, but now that the sequencer has been kind of revamped, I definitely want to go back and try again. 
Yeah, I mean, the only downside is you can only use it on a Mac. Yeah, that's yeah. the big downside. But yeah, have you heard? I mean, well, I mean, people have been buying like Mac minis and making bootleg Macs now. Hmm. What do you mean? Yeah, just buying like Mac minis or like bootleg copies of Mac OS X. I mean, Mac minis are Macs, so aren't they? Yeah, but I know, but they'll buy them and they'll rip the OS off of them. Like, they'll rip OS X out. And then put it on their windows and put it and build a like they'll build like a PC like they're building a Windows PC. But instead of Ooh. putting Windows on it, they'll put OS X on it. Very interesting. See, very, I wish very I could, interesting. I, I wish I could use like DOS box or something. Not DOS box. Some kind of um <laughs> DOS box. What, what are those called? Anyways, you know, virtual um, machines, virtual machines, virtual machines for Mac. Just so I can have like I can use logic on my computer because it would just be easier. Yeah. Well, I mean, yeah, you can, but uh, it, it's illegal. It's illegal. So just so you, just so you know, Apple, extra reverb in no way condones pirating. I'm, I'm gonna be real with you, Chief. Product. I completely condone it. Do it. <laughs> thanks, thanks, I'll thanks, Jacob. Very cool. I'll thanks, take Jacob. The, uh, We're gonna. I'll take the wrath. Apple's about to come Not and really. send Please us a cease and desist. <laughs> Very nice. You guys better they download would, this. They probably you, would. You guys do. watching better download this episode before we. And with that, that's gonna do it for this episode. Hope you guys enjoyed it. I thought it was a decent episode. Don't I you? I enjoy every episode. The world is we're a together, vampire. talking, and having fun. This was you. a good episode. Nice right, to get well, back at this. We'll catch you later. Say bye. Sarah Nara. Bye.